I'm Werner. I'm Pulliam. And this is the Keeping It Real podcast. A weekly conversation about cinema and culture. Alright, Christmas movies. Holiday oh. seasons. Holiday season with a special guest. Are we on right now? Oh, we're on. Oh, let's introduce our special guest. The first guest ever, ever. of the Keeping It Real podcast. So I hope you're honored in this regard. I truly am. And that's Miss Marcia Cree coming at you live. Hello. If I had like an applause, like uh, yeah, backtrack, I would. We don't have it right in the now, funding. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, uh, yeah. we're losing money making this podcast. So. <laughs> losing our time as a hours in our day. Yeah. All right, so we're close to closing out the year, and we're looking at holiday movies, our favorite holiday movies. Yes, not best because I don't. I don't even know if there are any. If there's truly any good holiday movies. Oh, that's a hot take. That is a hot take, but... Well, there's the classic. As, as a Jewish man, that only gets... Oh, like, so that's why we're that's, naming it yeah, holiday movies, Yes, right? that's why we're naming it holiday movies, because I would take offense if this was a Christmas episode. <laughs> um, and, so, and, and I will say, <laughs> the lack of Jewish representation in holiday movies needs to change. Maybe now's not a good time, what's, but... Other than Eight Crazy Nights... Exactly my point. Um, the <laughs> only the, other one I have, and I... Did you already put on your list? Now, are you saying you ha- do you have to represent all of the Jewish films? No, I'm just saying there is one. Did, that, did I just name <laughs> it? And you named oh. it, yes. Yeah, sorry, I stole your I mean, there's word. a couple other ones, but I, I, it's funny when you type in Christmas movies on Google, like a million movies come up, and then you type in Hanukkah movies, and it's a very short list. It's, yeah. And and half of the movies that are on the Hanukkah movies list are like Christmas slash Hanukkah movies, like it's like they're like rom coms of like a woman that's like Christian and a guy that's Jewish and they've got to go to the holidays together or mm. something. Um, but I guess I can get into my list first. I think I I think I could probably guess your list. I'm just gonna do it in my head and see how many. I You'll probably <laughs> I guarantee you you will probably get at so least two. What are we going with? Are we uh, should we go in reverse order from number five and we all say it? Or do we want to do just each list individually? We're very planned out. No, we'll go all, we'll go five and five. Okay. I think. Kinda okay. Go round round robin. So I'll. G- well, let Cree, Cree's guest, Cree can go first, even though she doesn't have a list, and I don't know if she's prepared for this, but... Because we just told her to come but on the yes, pod but right C- now. Cree, what's your, what's your fifth favorite holiday film? Fifth favorite? <laughs> um, probably, um, I, maybe I'll put the old It's a Wonderful Life at five, you know, because it's so... I'm not going to say it's dated, but it is a little... A classic. Know. Well, yeah, it's classic. And uh, it's still a goodie. Should be on the top five. Okay. Sure. Is I mean I don't know how much has changed. Is this movie still on every year? Every year on network television, Absolutely. correct? Channel NBC or yeah. I remember growing up it was. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I mean it was one of three movies that you saw every holiday season. Yes, and generations um, keep seeing it, so it, it doesn't die. It doesn't die out. It's still do you find yourself if it's on, will you stop and watch it? Is it a rewatchable where no. every time you no, huh? no, 
No, because I've seen it so many times. Now it's like, oh, come on. Could you perform it live? Yeah. <laughs> Have you watched this one before? No, I've never not. watched It's a Wonderful Life. No, but I, there's also a lot of Christmas movies I haven't watched, but I think, again, are I you a Chris celebrate Christmas. Okay, so, so before we continue, that's a good – just are you a – I mean, a holiday or slash Christmas movie fan. No. No. But that's, again, I think that plays into that, like, I grew up as one of the only kids, like, in my friend group that didn't celebrate Christmas. And so maybe it's kind of that, like, since I didn't get it, I, I kind of despise it. I, I don't mm -hmm. know. I'm not, I'm, there are holiday movies that I enjoy, and I have, that's why I do have a list, and, right. like, the movies on this list I do enjoy. But Christmas movies, I would say specifically, like, irk me a little bit. Mm. Well, then I guess my number four wouldn't go over good with you. Oh. Okay, right. well, well, we'll, we'll, we'll get there to start that controversy. Because I think there's a couple different ways of looking at it. Like, are these movies that you enjoy watching and they just happen to be Christmassy or holiday-inspired films? I would films, say for— Or are they, are they movies that get you in the season? Because a lot of people pick movies that yeah. have some nostalgic effect to it. Mm -hmm. And for you, it might be different because you don't have that connection to Christmas. Yeah. I mean, I was also, you know, I mean, part of my family's Jewish, but we never celebrated Hanukkah. Mm -hmm. or, you know, yeah. We always celebrated Christmas, I think, just because it was just easier in the amongst everybody else. Yeah. And I think when you hear my movies, I think it'll, you'll understand. All right. Like, we'll start us off. Well, okay. I mean, continue. So, so it's a wonderful life, Marsha Crees. Jimmy Stewart, Frank Crapper film, mm -hmm. you know, I think one of the most um, watched. watched, yeah. All right. Okay, so uh, my fifth, so it's tied. There are two, that, one Wait, of them. You mean like you have six movies or four and five are tied? Six and, and two of them are tied at five because okay. one of them, I don't know if it's considered a holiday film or right. not. But, so the first I have is Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay. I like that. Because it's kind of like the destruction of Christmas. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, I like that it has like what the kind of con. Well, I just like that it has the contrast between like Halloween and Christmas in oh. this. I and it's also the story of somebody that doesn't celebrate Christmas. Understanding it. And and understanding the why they celebrate Christmas mm -hmm. and and so maybe I don't know maybe I like it because I'm in that kind of boat but. And that was. When did that movie come out? 90, 90, late 90s? Yeah, so right when you were... I was probably like five or six womb. when it came out, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I think that has an effect. It's like what what you grew up yeah. with. Or what when, when you were a child. And, that, well, and that was also like the first Tim Burton movie I had ever seen. Mm -hmm. And so then I saw other... And that's kind of what got me hooked on okay. Tim Burton and all so that the, kind of stuff. So that movie is tied with... The other is An American Tale. And again, I don't know if that's considered a holiday movie, but the movie starts on the first night of Hanukkah. Is it the little mouse? Mm hmm Oh, okay. With Fightful? Yeah. Fightful. I love the movie. I, I never think up, I never think of it as I grew up like a holiday every movie. holiday, like around holidays. Mm -hmm. Like that was always on TV and watching that. And the movie the only reason I kinda considered it a holiday was because it the movie like starts on the first night of Hanukkah. And I think it's supposed to be, I, again, did no research, but I think it's supposed to be the idea of, like, Jews immigrating to the United States and the American dream and that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Okay. So those are my tied for five. Okay. Um, I'll go with my fifth one. I think for most of my list, it's pretty traditional up until maybe the 
first and second spot. Um, and mine is, I think it's 2000 or 2001, The Grinch Who Stole Christmas with Jim Carrey. Okay. Yeah, I that was like, I couldn't decide if I wanted to put that on the list or not, but that was definitely like in consideration on okay. my list. Cute, but I wouldn't watch it by myself. <laughs> if I, I mean, I'd watch it with kids or grandkids, but I'm not going to sit down and watch that movie by myself. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Just not a Jim Carrey, or is it because of Jim Carrey, or is it because of just the movie in general, or it's just you get away from that, you know, animation kind of thing when you don't have children around you. I'm like, I'm not gonna watch an animated film. It's not animated. The Grinch. Oh, it's, you're talking about the Jim Carrey. The live action yeah. one. Jim yeah. Carrey. Oh no. No. She saw the same reaction. It's, it's oh, even worse yeah. than the first time. Maybe we should have just let her. Believe She's like, at least the other one was animated. That was with Benedict Cumberbatch. The, the animated one that came are, out. Are a you talking of years about ago. the 1964 anime, the original? The original. Oh, yeah. The kids watched that. I mean, I, that's one that was, that was a staple growing up mm-hmm. in schools. See, again, I grew up with the Jim Carrey one because mm-hmm. when that came out, I was seven years old. I mean, if if I'm picking films that I kind of like and I can put on, not maybe watch. From start to finish, but just kind of like, okay, it's in the spirit now. Yeah, this I would put would, it on in the background. One. Yeah, this would be one of them. All right, so well, number four. Number four for you, Marsha Cree. It's gotta be White Christmas. With uh, with uh, Bing Crosby, Bing Crosby. and uh, Rosemary Clooney and Danny Kaye. Sure, that is a classic. Another I defy anyone to say that that it's it's on every Christmas. Well, I can't movie. hate on it because I've never seen it. So you probably wouldn't like it though, because it's all about Christmas. You know, yeah, kind of. It <laughs> well, yeah. Like Hence. Christmas. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I, I don't mind like movies that it's just like, like oh, we've got like the Christmas lights up. I don't mind like the theme of Christmas. It's just that like. There's other people that celebrate other holidays at the same time, and I don't understand why, like, we can't make any movies outside of Christmas movies. I mean, I get the idea that, like, most of the country is, is celebrates Christmas, and mm-hmm. so we appease to the well, masses. And <clears throat> Yeah, it's weird because, you know, traditionally a lot of Hollywood was Jewish. Yes. And, and yet you don't see a lot of non-Christmas movies coming out mm-hmm. from those studios. Yeah, you know, but maybe there's not. I don't know. I mean, I mean, is there not? Maybe there's not a story to tell. I don't know. Somehow they tell the Christmas story a million times. The story of Hanukkah, you mean? Or like, I don't know how to turn that into like a family movie. I just don't see how you turn Hanukkah into a, a movie. They, I think they could. It would be an interesting thing if they could figure out a way to adapt the idea of why we celebrate Hanukkah into a modern day version. Doesn't Yentl do? Does that deal with Hanukkah? Yentl. Yentl is the big mm-hmm. movie that I think of. I don't think I've it. seen that. Barbra Streisand. Yeah. Yeah. Very Jewish girl. Yeah. So. But. No, but yeah, I, it, I, it's just I don't. It'd be interesting if they could figure out to make a movie about like the idea of like the candle wax staying lit for seven nights, and that's why we mm-hmm. celebrate, and and turning that somehow into like 
2023 today like what like i don't know the, the like the electric the power's going out and it was only supposed to last for one day and it'll last for seven so we could watch netflix longer like i don't know what the movie would be well, there you like, go. i think you wrote did it I already just write it? if you put netflix in any of the 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 title there yeah keeping netflix I, alive. uh Net- netflix you have my email so <laughs> just let me know when i know you guys spend a lot of movie on money on uh movies that probably shouldn't be made so yeah Here's another one. <laughs> um, okay, so my four is Elf. Mm. Um, again, I think that in today, in 2023, I feel like it's like a classic holiday. It's a, even though it's a newer ish. Well, it's, film, it's crazy. It's been 20 years. Yeah, but compared to like yeah. a lot of other films, it's I guess it's I think it's the most end, recent but, classic. Yeah. Is that? Uh that or I'd say maybe like Polar Express. Yeah, I, I guess there's Polar, Polar Express. Express came yeah, out. that came out after. But those two, I would say, are like the last like classic Christmas movies. Yeah. Um, so I have it on there. I like Will Ferrell. Mm-hmm. I think it's a funny comedy. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It's just a fun movie. Yeah. It's, it's some one of the. It's a movie that during you know Christmas break or whatever. If I don't know what to throw on, I might put it on in the background while I'm doing laundry yeah. or something. I don't know. I, I debated this one, and I loved it when it first came out. And I think I've only soured on it a little bit because of the of Will Ferrell post this film. And it was kind of... His character was kind of getting very repetitive, mm. where it almost seemed like he was playing Elf in several movies. And I think it kind of... Yeah, just soured my kind of thoughts on this movie. Where I still watch it. My kids really like it. We just watched it the other night with them. They were asking for it. But I don't find myself enjoying it as much as I used to 20 years ago when it came well, out. Well, and I also don't know if I don't enjoy it as much because of how hyped up it is. Like, I feel yeah. like, especially because, like, we deal with kids all the time, and so it's like when Christmas rolls around and they're like, can we watch a movie? And it's just like, well, it's probably going to be Elf. Like, that they, I, because they love that movie. Like, I don't know. There's, it's something with that movie and, like, younger generations – but even like when I was that age, I was like mes- we were mesmerized by that movie, and mm-hmm. I don't know what it is about that movie, but I feel like everybody likes it to some extent. It's a it was written to appeal to children. Yeah, uh, adults can enjoy it, but it's not. It's a it's a little corny for me, really corny at times. I guess maybe because you get that back and forth between his dad and him, and so you see the adult side of it and the kid side of it, and maybe that's why adults and kids can kind of relate. Yeah, Because I feel like all the parents are like the dad, and they're just like, i got to go to work. Like, we I can't just, do this. Yeah, I just, the, the, the minute I think of Elf, I just think of um, Will Ferrell dominating and, and corny. Oh, so speaking of Elf... Because uh, you brought this up before the podcast, so I'd like you to expand <laughs> on, the on the shower scene. Because uh, no, you said it, it's like any kids movie. If you watch, they always put in a slightly inappropriate, not necessary sexual content scene. But do you think the idea of it is that like? But do you think the idea is like? Uh, I don't get that. A child, if I have an eight-year-old watching that, why does he have to see the girl in the shower singing an elf, you know, and by the way, Will Ferrell said they had to be very careful because it would be really weird. So he had to sit kind of on the counter. Yeah, he sits you know, on the counter. Well, could, okay, could that scene have been written any other way? 
I mean, could he have walked in on her doing something else singing? I mean, she could have just been, like, in the back of the shop singing, doing work, and, like, he could have just been sitting, right. like, in the back corner. Because it brings up a whole other story of why is she even showering at this that we don't really ever get answered, right? No, this, we do. Or we she do. Say it, her she water's says that, off. that like they turned her water turned off. Her, so yeah. it gives you maybe the impression that like she needs help. Or... Yeah, but it, it's never a story that's developed, is what I'm saying. No, it's just briefly kind of mentioned. Yeah. At some point, like this is why I was she's there eating showering. noodles. She's so eating. the writer thought, let's make it so the girl's water is turned off and she has to shower at work, and Elf just happens to stumble into her bathroom. And here's her, but he's so innocent, he would never think that her I, being naked is a problem. I mean, what you just said is probably exactly how it went down in the writer's room. <laughs> so, uh, so, yes, yeah. that is... John Favreau. Yeah, said, that's exactly... Yeah, that sounds perfect. Yeah. And Will yeah. Ferrell's like, I'm on board. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, did, I, like, does that scene need to be there? Probably not. I mean, yeah, I guess they could have placed it somewhere else. But I think, I think, that, it, I think, I think that stuff is, though, more for the adult. I mean, I think that is... You know, from uh, ever since Toy Story, I think they have these little funny that adult gags that children don't really understand. Yeah, that they may not understand yeah. or, or fully get. You know, now this one may they may understand. Well, and I think, uh, and again, not like defending it because now that you bring it up, it is kind of a weird scene. I never really thought about it, but yes, I was. I'm but I think, offended. but I think the idea is that he is a child, essentially. Like, not saying that that makes it right. But, like, the idea that he's a child. Like, he doesn't even realize what he is doing is wrong. Like, sitting in the girl's, like, Well, he's so... He's a child. Hyper-focused on Christmas. Yeah. That's all that he sees or hears is the scene. So how does the 14-year-old interpret that? Well, the 14-year-old probably knows what's going on. Yes, and again... The 8-year-old may not look at that anywhere. No, but but it doesn't need to be in there. And so then it's another gratuitous scene. Enough said. Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to bring us uh, to one of the first movies, Christmas movies, I remember watching, like, when it came out, and that's National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. 1989, Chevy Chase, Beverly D'Angelo. I that I've seen. Obviously, the sequel to, uh, was that the third one? The third installment? Yeah. I think so. At that time, that was the third installment of the film uh, series or the franchise. Mm-hmm. Um and a movie that I still watch probably every year. I don't like it. You don't like it at all? No, I don't like Chevy Chase. It's corny. And instead of being gratuitous sex, it's overt gratuitous sex. Oh, that's, that's my middle name, overt. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I mean, these Christmas movies, I, again, I don't know why we have to have well, I think, dirtiness in them. Well, I think... But this one is a PG-13, at least. It's not. I don't think it's geared necessarily. Well, I towards... think you also go into it knowing it's a National Lampoon movie. True. And not, I mean, and this not was very like tame. A... This was tame compared yeah. to the other two. But what I'm saying is, you, you're not two. going into it like, oh, I'm going to see a Christmas film. Like you're going in knowing, kind of knowing what you're gonna get out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Would you let seven, eight-year-olds watch it? Well, I mean, I mean, my kids watch it with me. But if it's PG-13, it's technically. I mean, this is something my brother and I would, like, quote, you know, like when he burns down the tree mm-hmm. and the old man with the cigar. So what's the matter with you? You know, and, and that whole thing. I mean, this was just a this was a staple. And again, I think it's when you're coming up of uh, and coming of age yeah. and things no, like you're that. Right. We're but, generations apart. Which is, inter- which is interesting. I mean, I'm not the biggest National Lampoon's fan, but I did. This is a movie that mm-hmm. I always like. Um, 
because it's enough humor and yet still kind of plays in. And I think especially now, I watched it differently, you know, 30 years ago when I was a kid compared to now when I'm a father. And, you know, you kind of, I think it balances that kind of where he wants to make things perfect for his kids and it's, you know, it never really works out how it does. But in the end, it sort of does or it's okay, you know, for it not to necessarily. Mm -hmm. So... There you go. There's number four. All right, Marsha Cree, you're up with number three. Well, you have to say, and this is a classic, you guys. Well, everyone watches it. Love Actually. Okay, that's a good movie. Yeah, it is. But I have a problem with it. <laughs> is there a gratuitous sex scene? Of course there is. Why do we? But have But this that? is an R-rated film, so you have I to. Really agree yeah, with you. I mean. But again, was there any reason to have the two porn? Uh, actors in it. Well. Really, no, seriously. It's a nice, I, I get it's an R, I love the plot, everything in it, I love the casting, but every time I have to see the two naked people simulating sex, oh my gosh, this just seems like it's throwing it in. I feel like it doesn't fit. Gives that little extra oomph. Well, yeah, to men, I guess. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. I, so this was on my list as well, at number three. Um, so, I mean, we can probably talk about it now and then go to yeah. your three. Um, but I think this is a good stable. It's not a movie I, I you know, I kind of forget to watch it, but I don't think it's one of those movies that you have to necessarily watch just during the holidays. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, this is one of the one kind of rare film <clears throat> that's okay. set in that time, but you can watch it at any time. Where I don't find myself watching Elf or Christmas Vacation, or yeah. Grinch. Well, and that's why like, I saw it when I was looking through holiday films, and then I didn't put it like in consideration yeah. because... Well, that's going to be... My, my top three are all kind of on, border on that, that they're... I don't know if they're necessarily just a holiday film, okay. although they're set in holiday times. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't go there yet. Oh. Yeah, we'll get there. Okay. No, but I just, I, I mean, this was kind of the start of the, that movie where multiple storylines were going on. Like, I forget the rest of them, but they're all around holidays. Like, Valentine's Day, New Year's Eve. Yeah, you're talking about, like, all crazy, the, stupid love and, like, those kind of movies. Yeah, where, like, where it was, like, you know, all the, what's the ones with, like, you know, Drew Barrymore and, and... Bradley Cooper was in one. I think it's called Valentine's Day or something. Yeah, it's where like it's all these different people. Where they're having, dating and they're dating. Yeah, and then, but then, then somehow the their stories cross. Yeah. And that's kind of what this, I felt like this movie kind of started that, mm-hmm. where it was kind of all these multiple storylines that you're kind of following and then you realize, oh, that's his sister. That's love or, actually too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This movie started that. Oh, I see. Yeah, saying. this movie, yeah. yeah. Um, and that, that I think that kind of created those, which was kind of a popular trend for a little while. I think this one does the best, mm-hmm. um, you know, and there's obviously sadness in this film as well as happiness. I mean, some of the, you know, with uh, Emma Thompson's character, you know, finding out who her husband was really buying the necklace for and, and mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, what's that one movie with uh, Andy McDowell when she finds out that her husband's sleeping with her Sister and oh. with the necklace, uh, it'll come to me. But that's kind of what it reminded me of. I mean, there's things like that. Mm. So, all right. So, Marsha and I both have Love Actually from 2003, number three. All right, here you go. Here's uh, where it gets interesting for Evan Werner. My number three is a newer film. Uh oh. 
Another, I think I know what it is. You don't. I guarantee you don't. Let me take a guess. Go ahead. I'm forgetting the name, but Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason I remember you telling me, you said this is the greatest musical ever made last year. Yeah. Uh, but go ahead. It's called. It's a movie called Spirited. Yes. Uh, it came out, what, last year, I think? Uh, it's on... It's either last year or the year before. I think last year. Yeah, um, yeah and it's a, like a musical with Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds. Did it do well at the box office? It's a, it was a Netflix, I think. A no, Net- it was Apple. Apple. Apple? Apple? No, yeah. it wasn't Apple. Yeah, it was Apple. What? Go ahead, okay. continue. I'll double Whatever check Whatever it. it was on. Um, but yeah, it's like a holiday or a Christmas uh, musical... Um, yeah, Apple. Where Will Ferrell's like it's it's a it's a version of Charles Dickens' story. Yeah, yeah, but much more like kind of over the top comedy uh, musical. Okay. And it kind of flips it a little bit that it's like an alternative story in in regards to where the ghost is sort of reflecting on his, his choice. life. Yeah, yeah, his life and his choices. Yeah. Um, um, I watched it. I probably wasn't as high on it as you. It was enjoyable, mm-hmm. but not one that like stood or stuck with me. As, yeah, as far as that goes. So, so that was that was my third. And again, I I just thought it's a I, it's a fun movie and and yeah. Would I think it? I mean, should I watch it? Going I, off of your list, yeah, probably I not. I don't yeah, know. I don't like Gratuitous. It, Is it corn? A little. It's I mean, a little. It's, it's Will Ferrell I mean, and Ryan Reynolds. You know, Ryan Reynolds plays typical Ryan Reynolds, kind of a, a highly successful, good-looking, very... Douchebaggy kind yeah, of... Yeah, always like sarcastic, knows what to say. And then Will Ferrell kind of plays the bumbling... Christmas spirit. Yeah. And, and he's got to go help Ryan Reynolds. Like. Some of the songs are good. Some of the musical sequences, uh, uh, Octavia Spencer's in like it. The she's one, good. The, the one scene that I love is when they go back in time to... Uh, like when Will Ferrell was still alive, and you find out that he is, uh, what's his name? Why am I blanking? I, I probably won't remember. Uh, well, what's the other famous that that this movie's like kind of based off of? Uh, Ebenezer Scrooge. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That, that, yeah. That's yeah. Who oh, Will okay. Ferrell was. Right. When he, he was, was alive. Scr- yeah. And and then when they're doing that whole number, like kind of in the snow back in the whenever that took place, that whole scene I, yeah. I thought was really cool and a cool Yeah, it was a, it was a cool take on a story that's been told yeah. several times in several different versions of it. Um, it was just, it's interesting for somebody that is not a musical fan and not a Christmas fan. But I think I you're, really I think you're a, a big enough Reynolds and Farrell fan that I think yes. if those two guys weren't in it, I don't even know if you would have watched it. Yeah, probably it. not. You know, that's the interesting, and I think that's probably why they were cast, because, I mean, no one really thinks of Ryan Reynolds in a musical. No. Farrell sings. I think that sings, might have been the only musical he's ever yeah, done. Yeah, Farrell sings in, or in some capacity yeah, in several in of his movies, films. Yeah. yeah, So. All right, we're down to our top two. Marsha, oh, you're on. Um, the, you know, now it's getting hard, because now I'm thinking of all these movies that, you know, are classics. I guess I'm going to have to go with, and this one is a trilogy um, with Macaulay Culkin, Home Alone. I would go with Home Alone 2. Um, For the Donald Trump? Uh, Donald Trump does make <laughs> a cameo in that. 
but it's mostly because of the New York, and there's no finer place to be for at Christmas than New York. Yeah. And um, it's just it's just very very good. Home Alone one was fine, but I think this one had more um, touching moments with uh, the pigeon lady. I forget who plays her. She's a famous actress too. And uh, it's just uh, I just love that movie. Yes. So put that up there. I. Uh I, Home Alone 1, I guess you would call it, was tied or, you know, I was going back and forth for my top list. I mean, if I was putting one nostalgia, it was like that or The Grinch or <clears throat> The Santa Claus, mm -hmm. um, movies like that. Um, I'm not as into two, but I, do, but I do think out of, I mean, out of a sequel... It, it is very good. Yeah, it lives up to the first one. It, yeah, uh, I think they, and then, like you said, I think they understood kind of the, the touching element of the first one with the old man neighbor and his child and all of that, yeah. that they yeah. did, they realized, wow, this is actually, can, you can kind of have some laughs and have some good time and still kind of have this touching moments. And I almost feel like in Home Alone 2, they bring on the two bandits, like, you know, yeah. Joe, Joe Pesci. Pesci and Daniel Stern. Yeah, uh, they bring them on a little later. So I don't have, the whole movie doesn't have to be dominated with the Pratt Falls and all that. So that's why I like Home Alone 2 because a lot of it, you know, at the very beginning is just him and being in New York and, and I, it's just, it's just, yeah. And then the, the guys come and then yeah. it gets chaos. You get the, you get the him experiencing the big city first. Yeah, you Going do. into the toy store on Christmas. And yes. Seeing yes. the tree lit up and all that kind of stuff. Yes, and the hotel and, and the, the people who work at the hotel, and I can't remember, Tim Curry, I can't remember all the yeah. names. Right. Incredibly fun. Yeah. Well, I, I, Home Alone, I didn't put on my list, mm -hmm. but it was like an honorable mention. Yeah. It's a, yeah. Um, I was trying to decide, but to, I, I mean, Creed put the whole trilogy on there, which is fine. Mm -hmm. um, I was trying to decide between one or two. Uh, I would probably go with one, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, I do think with what you guys said about New York, I think there's something about the setting, and that gets you into the spirit, like seeing New York lit up and, and you know, mm -hmm. all of that. And it's a Where, little kid in a big city. Yeah, in Chicago, you, you don't really see it as much. I mean, his house, but you don't get the city of Chicago yeah. in, in the first No, one. you just get the snow. Like, yeah. The snow I mean, there's and an element. Some of the houses are decorated right and, mm -hmm. but i do think for whatever reason maybe miracle on 34th street but we have this connection to new york even yeah. is in a shop around the corner wasn't that set in new york too no. uh, i think so because that's miracle another on 34th street, yeah mm -hmm. so all right well that's a good choice i i there's definitely a few that I wanted, and I maybe we can say that at the end, some mm -hmm. honorable mentions or some ones that you were at least debating. Yeah. Okay, so number two for you, Warren? Uh, my number two is Eight Crazy Nights. Okay. I know what your number one yeah, is, Yeah, too. I would assume you yeah. would know. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. With Adam Sandler, the animated Hanukkah movie. No? I've never seen it. Well, do you like Adam Sandler? No. Then you probably wouldn't like this movie. Um... <laughs> I just find what I like, I mean, obviously, it's like almost the only Hanukkah movie that we really get. So mm -hmm. that's one of the reasons why I love it. Um, I love Adam Sandler. And growing up as like a Jewish kid, he was kind of like the guy to look up to as a Jew because like he was the only one that was kind of like representing us in the media and 
in movies and that kind of stuff. And then mm. later on, you get Seth Rogen and, and some of those guys. But like, I feel like Adam Sandler was the first one to be like proud of being a Jew and showing that in his movies and all that kind of stuff, which yeah. is very interesting. It, w- it wasn't hiding away from it. I mean, even now, he still made that movie uh, this year with his daughter, the Bat Mitzvah. Yeah, the, yeah, the Bad Mitzvah. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> which you know, which I and again, you don't get a lot of. I mean, you get a little bit more than Hanukkah, like the bar mitzvah, yeah. or that, you know, something revolving around that. The Jewish but, culture. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, still not as much, yeah. and maybe not well, as, and on a center stage like And he's Netflix. got that movie also with Chris Rock, uh, oh, where, like, yeah. his daughter is getting married yeah. to his son, and it's the whole idea of, like, black culture mixing with Jewish culture and how they, like, at first they, they kind of collide, and then they realize, like, hey, like, we're actually pretty similar, like, we have mm-hmm. the same backgrounds, like, this is... And this is going to work out and that right. kind of stuff. That's a good movie, too. Um, but, it, but it is interesting, going back to what we were talking about at the, at the beginning. It, you know, my kids are were actually asking me, can we celebrate Hanukkah? Now, I'm not sure if they just thought they were going to get more presents. Yeah. You know, in you addition that to Christmas. Day, that it's eight like, days and it sounds yeah. nice. But they were actually asking me, and I was trying to think, other than this movie, there isn't something very clean and concise that I could put on. That kind of represents like the Jewish spirit of the holidays. Right. I don't know how else to put it. And what it's representing and things like that. I mean, I got him a book and and so forth. But it just, it's interesting that there isn't more than just this. Because this is where my mind goes right away. I I think it's where everybody, if you say like name a Jewish holiday movie, I think this is the only one that most people would name. I can't really even think of that many others. And that's. Kind of why, but yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's my number two. All right. Well, this one you guys may have to. Well, I'm not sure if you'll know. You may have to say yay or nay on this, but this is one of my favorite movies of all time, and it happens to be set over the course of Christmas and New Year's, and that's 1960s Billy Wilder's The Apartment. I've never seen it. I haven't seen it in so long. Is that a Christmas movie? Well, I mean, there is a Christmas element. I, I don't mean, know there's. If we ever think of that th- as a Christmas. Movie. Well, and I'm not sure either. And that, but I, I put it on. That's what I told you. My three are kind. Of, this isn't necessarily a strictly holiday movie, but it is one that is. And you the, watch during the holiday times, I guess. Like it gets well, you or it mood focuses or, on the holidays a little bit. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot to do with. Uh, Fred McMurray's character when he's giving Shirley MacLaine a gift for Christmas and there's Christmas stuff and and then New Year's and it ties all into that like you know pretty much a very concise well time anything frame. Shirley MacLaine makes is good in yeah. my well you love the apartment I love Shirley MacLaine and I love Jack Lemmon yeah I mean this is this is one of my yeah top I need to watch that 20 movie. films I think I will. so um, again, one that maybe didn't come to mind necessarily, but I had to kind of represent that one. So, okay. So you're number one, Marsha Cree. Well, I, you know, now I'm sitting here going, what's number one? I don't have a number one, but I mean, um, maybe, uh, I guess you you guys are totally going to meet me in St. Louis. Okay. I love that movie. Yeah. And I watch it every Christmas. I've never seen it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> We're just generations apart. Yeah. Well, what's, what's But it is interesting because like when you're obviously not on the podcast always, so like when we're talking 
there is times where there's like a generational gap between us when it comes to stuff. But now there's another gap between us. And so it's interesting to see that like a lot of these movies that you're talking about, like I've never seen and maybe Polium has seen and and movies that I've seen that are newer that maybe you haven't seen and and vice versa. Well, it's a Minnelli, Vincent Minnelli. Directed classic Judy Garland. That make you feel Christmassy. Yeah. Uh, this was movies. this was an option. I mean, if this is, I think, more Christmassy or more holiday, obviously, than The Apartment. Yeah. So the if, Apartment's if, probably a better movie. Right. Yeah. So th- I mean, that's where I kind of you know I don't know where the conversation could go, but I do think mm-hmm. that this is more holiday. Like if you think of holiday, this is probably one that you would go to more than The Apartment. But both are very good. Is this where she met Vincent Minnelli? Yeah, I don't remember what movie it was on, but this is a classic. I mean, this is a great movie. Yeah, musical. but it is a musical, yeah. Werner. So that's probably why you overlooked it. That double it. turns me yeah. off. Yeah. yeah. Judy Garland does. Yeah. Sing. I do like Judy Garland, though. Yeah, I mean, I think it's one that you have to at least watch. Yeah. I mean, for sure. I mean, just one time. Good old fashioned movie. Yeah. I mean, there's something about the the 30s, the 40s, and the 50 holiday movies that are a little bit. I mean, and probably why you're going back to those a little bit more. They're they're a little bit more straight and arrow. Like, yeah. you know what you're getting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're still good, but yeah. yeah. So, all right, Warrens, what about you? Uh, well, I'm sure you already know yeah. what my number one is. Uh, but my number one is the night before. Yeah. Okay. So I think I got probably four out of the five right. Yeah. For you, yeah. I didn't think you had Elf for some reason. I I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the night before uh, that again, just came out five mid-two- years ago. Six yeah, mid two thousands, right? Yeah, twenty tens. Yeah, mid. Tw- I mean, yeah, yeah mid twenty tens. Nightmare before Christmas. No, the night before. What's it's that? with Anthony Mackie, Seth Rogen, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh my God, I don't know that. I don't know them. I've only heard Jane. Seth Rogen. It's it's a comedy. You would know Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, I mean, you would know Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and probably thirty. You probably know Anthony Mackie if you saw him too. Maybe if I saw that. Did yeah. you watch Thirty Rock from the Sun? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. With John Lithgow, the TV show. No. Okay. Well. Well, but go ahead. Th- so those are the, the lead actors. The reason why this is my number one and why I love this movie is it literally talks about the issue that I've had with Christmas. Like it brings up this issue mm-hmm. that like we have a friend group and one of us is a Jew, one of us celebrates Christmas, and one of us like kind of doesn't really celebrate anything and Mm -hmm. it's just like how do we spend the holidays together and celebrate it for everybody right and and like i think it does that in a perfect way like you have this like one of my favorite scenes is like when they go to church and it's like seth rogan is well first of all he's high on mushrooms when they go to church but he's sitting in the church and you know obviously He's Jewish. He's wearing, like, a huge sweater that has, like, a Star of David on it. And it's Christmas night, and he's sitting in church with his friends and family, mm-hmm. high on mushrooms. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, saying, like, all, you know, they're doing all the Christmas stuff. And as a Jew, he feels, like, extremely uncomfortable, and he's super high. And then he just stands up, and he's just like, we did not kill Jesus. Oh, and he, like, freaks out and runs out of the church. And mm-hmm. it's just, like, I think it's just funny seeing, like, how yes he was high on shrooms and blah 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 blah. but like this idea that like he's a jew trying to like fit in with other people on christmas and go do what they're doing because 
his wife's family would feel comfortable with that, but he feels extremely uncomfortable. And yeah, I think the the premise and the idea of the movie, I I enjoyed the movie, um, and I think the premise and the idea of it is like you said, it's really unique, and I think it's true. I think the you know Seth Rogen, this was still in his kind of a lot of his movies deal with debauchery and yeah. getting into like shenanigans and where it's over the top stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think so. The average consumer probably doesn't watch this film. Yeah, and it was R-rated, yeah. so it's, I mean, it it's, wasn't for kids. And yeah, and, but I just mean that at this time, Franco and him, and, and they were making movies for their their audience, their audience. Yeah. And be, but if it was made maybe a different way, I think the idea of it it's really cool. Yeah, and I I agree with you. I've noticed that always it's the Jewish people who have to kind of conform to the Christmas thing. It's like all the Christians don't. You know what I'm saying? Well, again, it's appealing to the masses. Yeah. There's way more of them than there are of us. Right. So. Well, yeah, they have to acquiesce. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, and then and then again, like I felt like, you know, they do all this, and then like, obviously, Seth Rogen doesn't feel comfortable going to church, and and one of them doesn't feel comfortable doing one of the other things, and then like the moral of the story is is like. Well, as long as like we're together on the holidays with our friends and family, like it doesn't matter what we do yeah. or what we celebrate, and and we can have a good. That's time. That's what I mean. I think the overall message is great. Yeah. I just think you know the a way lot of in which people we get there it turns off a lot of people. Yeah. Wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't follow the path. So it'd be interesting if they could maybe make another sort of movie like that. That's maybe like PG that like mm-hmm. kids can see and that kind of stuff that deals with the same issues of multicultures and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff and and gets that same premise across. Right. But it's interesting that Seth Rogen is the one that was able to... Again, it's weird. It's these Jewish actors that kind of push that boundary for Jewish holiday movies. Mm-hmm. And so. Right. All right, so that leads me to my number one. And yep. again, I think, it's, I think it's a holiday movie, but you guys can... I mean, there's, it's, there's holidays in it, and that's nice. I'm, I'm scared that I might have never seen it. 1983's Trading Places. Dan Aykroyd, Eddie Murphy... I've seen it, but it like a long time ago. John Landis. Never seen. Never seen it. Wow. A this long is, time ago. Me. This is, well. If it makes you is, feel any better, Cree never saw my number one film. Yeah. So. But this is one of my favorite movies of all time, not just Holiday. Really? Well, this is a movie that, for it whatever reason. It during like the holiday season. Yeah, it, right? it is a, yeah I, yeah. I think this more than The Apartment probably uh-huh. is on people's list. Um but this was a movie, for whatever reason, it was R-rated, but I remember watching it as a child. Yeah. This is the first time I saw nudity on screen with Jamie Lee Curtis. and So that's why it's your fam- favorite movie. <laughs> it just seems like this is an oxymoron, R-rated and Christmas movie. How do those two just die? Well, I mean... I think they... I don't think I think there's two different versions. I think there's a holiday movie, and then there's movies set yeah, maybe. in holiday. I do like Eddie Murphy, though. Yeah. I don't think he can do anything. I mean, I love the storyline of, you know, his character, Billy Ray, and uh, Winthrop, who was played by Dan Aykroyd. Mm-hmm. They, they, they trade places. Not knowingly, but their bosses mm-hmm. uh, have a, or his boss, Dan Aykroyd's boss, has a, makes a bet with his brother. And uh, I think it's, it's probably between my brother, my father and I, the most quoted movie we ever had, you know, between the three of us. Nice. And I think my father coming out of the the Saturday Night Live late 70s and early, like 
loving all of that. I mean, I pr- pretty much grew up on Dan Aykroyd, Chevy Chase, Steve Martin. John Candy. Yeah, Eddie Murphy films and all of that. Belushi. Just because, yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, at an early age, I was watching all of those, and I think this one, you know. Stands out. Yeah. So it's not one that I can necessarily put on all the time with my kids. I mean, maybe now, you know. Well, it is famous. I, I've heard of it. I just... Somehow no. never watched. I don't know how old I was when it came out. 1983. You were a young. Oh, I was young then. Huh? Yeah, young oh, whippersnapper. Okay. The other thing too, like just from doing this podcast and and doing research for stuff we talk about, you know, the deep dives that we do. Um, there's just so many movies that right. it's just like. Well, like, what are some? Yeah, what are some movies that maybe you think of that didn't make it? I mean, so I named a couple: Santa Claus. I, I watched that in the movie theater, Did sixth you grade. Christmas Carol? No one mentioned Christmas Carol. No, no, all the versions are very good. Yep. Very I'm sure you like the Patrick Stewart version. No, no, no I don't think so. No, you no. like the original. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no one mentioned Christmas Story, which seems to be. Maybe, maybe. Oh, that one where he shoots his eye out. But I mean, that's probably the most. I mean, I don't know if it's still. Like I said, I don't know how network I TV mean, to works be honest, anymore. But that movie was on for 20. As a kid. They would have that play for 24 hours straight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if story, TNT still does that or TBS. It's, but, a, it's always on. I yeah. don't know if they play it on a loop, but it's always on. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're going to get a bunch of heat for not naming the title of the, the podcast the best holiday movie of all time. So, well, Which one? Die Hard. Oh, yeah. See, I, again, I was never in that camp. But, Neither am I, but I'm just yeah. saying I know a bunch of people that's will a, listen to this. That's and be a like, pineapple on that's a pineapple on pizza conversation, yeah. and I mean, I don't um, think it's a holiday movie. I think it's an action movie that just takes place during the holidays. Yeah. <laughs> which you know. But again, that's kind of what your some of your movies kind of are. Yeah, like, so. but I think there's a little bit more like where the holidays at least take a position or a role within mm-hmm. both of those films. Yeah, there is something about being alone on the holidays, like New Year's. Um, and and so forth, and both mm-hmm. of them—they're both kind of uh, down and out during the holiday times. And now, um, now that I'm thinking about it, Scrooge is another one. Did you like Scrooge? No. Now that I'm thinking about it and like looking at holiday films, maybe the re- another reason why I don't like them that much is like growing up. I feel like there weren't that many good holiday films. Like the movies I got growing up for holidays were like. Christmas with the Cranks. Oh yeah, and the, you mean when you're a kid? Yes, when I was a kid. Yeah, it up. went down downhill. Like, other than Elf. The Santa Claus movies were all right. But the Santa Claus was mine. With Tim Allen. That was '94 when that came out. Oh okay. So I was 12 years old. I remember watching with Brittany Gilbert in the movie theater. And what a dog! Yeah. <laughs> and she ended up dating Did you pay? my. And it ended up dating my best friend. How dare she? Yeah. But, no, but I mean, I think that, I, I put that one in my childhood. But that's what I'm saying, so like. Yeah, your generation. Outside of the Grinch live action. Mm-hmm. No, you get some, you get some bad ones with you. Yeah, so. Christmas maybe. with the Cranks, Deck the Halls with, uh, uh, what's his name, Danny DeVito. Jack Frost. Jack Frost, which is, you know. Christmas, but anyway, what about four Christmases with Vince Vaughn 
and um, that's a good movie. Reese Witherspoon. I think I I related to that movie because of my divorced upbringing and having where it was just an obligation. Yeah. One, yes. yep, got to go here. Yeah, now we got to go there, and so. What about the holiday with Jack Black? Yeah, I, I was thinking that. Yeah. Another one, but it's not Christmas, but planes, trains, and automobiles. But that's a Thanksgiving movie, mm-hmm. I, I, so I don't know. But, mm-hmm. and then, uh, was there Family any... Miracle on 34th Street. Yeah, we didn't mention that. way old here, but, you know, some of the besties are the oldies. Right. Well, but you got like you got I, a few classics. I mean, you got White Christmas from the fifties. You got. Well, when I think of Christmas classic best holiday movies, the ones that stand the test of time may not be some of the ones you've mentioned. Whereas mine have already stood the test of time of 40, 50 years. Right. So we'll. But we'll see. But, but we'll see in fifty no. years if people are still watching. I don't those think anything that now. we just mentioned. I do think. <laughs> I do think The Grinch. I think Elf. I think Nightmare Before Christmas. Those will be around for the next... I think Crazy Nights just because it's the only Jewish... We didn't talk about Polar Express, which that was more of your generation. Yeah. I took my little sister to that when she was young. Which I never was a fan of that film. No, I wasn't either. I like um, the hot chocolate scene, and that's one thing it. I also wanted to to that I forgot to mention with Eight Crazy Nights that I find amazing is I do not know how they got the animation crew from Iron Giant to make that movie. Mm. Like I was amazed that Adam Sandler was able to get like a high quality animation crew to make that movie. Yeah. So that was kind of interesting to me when I found that out. Right. Um, any others? Gremlins. That's so. That was the only other one that I was gonna say was an honorable mention. But again, not really a Christmas movie. Yeah. Just kind of set during the time. But. Yeah, I mean that was that was influential in my childhood because everyone put it on thinking it was a Christmas movie, and, <laughs> and it was a sweet was movie. A then, it, movie. then it scared us. And then uh, uh, my last honorable mention is Charlie Brown Christmas. I mean that's okay. Yeah. You know. If, oh yeah. That's a classic. Yeah. yeah. I mean it's that's. So sad though. The music always makes me sad. I, it's very sad to listen to. The other, the other <laughs> Christmas oh, movies, that song. Yeah. the other Christmas movie uh, <laughs> that I grew up with. I don't know when it came out. I think it came out like in the '30s or '40s, but it was like Rudolph the Red Nosed oh, Reindeer. Oh yeah, those are all like the the old the claymation yeah. ones. Yeah. Yeah, those were. I mean, that's that's the thing when, you know, maybe different from when you were a kid, but when I was a kid. That's all that was on. I mean, you didn't have all these choices. No, that's what was on, you had, on TV. You know, Miracle on 30... I mean, yeah, Miracle on 34th Street. It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, and then you would have Frosty the Snowman, yeah. Rudolph the Rundo. And when it I, would be like, come CBS. And, you know, yeah, when I was growing up, and, it was Frosty the Snowman, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, A Christmas Story. Yeah. Those were the movies that were on TV. You know, but it's like now you put on Disney Plus and you have 25... Yeah. <laughs> Decent movies for Christmas. I mean, you know. The other, the other honorable mention that I have, and this is just the Marvel in me, but I did love the, the, the Guardians. Guardians holiday special. I thought that was a really cool. Yeah. Because that didn't really deal with Christmas either, just the holiday spirit and coming together and that kind of stuff. Right. But. What about Just Friends? Did you think that one was a... Nah, I wouldn't. You wouldn't put it in? Nah. Okay. All right. Well... That was a that was a good conversation. Yeah, I think uh, Marcia, Cree, will you uh, I think come Cree back and join a, us again? Yeah, hopefully. Oh sure. Awesome. <laughs> well, I think you brought a lot of like stuff that we would have never well, talked about. If or... anyone's listening, that's even remotely my age. 
I think they're going to, you know, take my perspective. Well, it helps because I looked at the analytics, mm -hmm. and we have no listeners over the age of 40, so. Yeah. so. Oh, no. Well, then I, I don't belong here No, but all. maybe you'll bring in yeah. the older yeah, crowd. Well, I mean, I think, I think it's a nice bridge gap. I mean, we're all in a dip. We all grew up in a different decade. Yes. And, uh, you know, I, and although I'm a classic movie lover, I mean, there's still – I'm still – Grew up in my time and uh, well, and same here. I mean, I love movies and stuff, but I haven't gone back to 1940s and 50s and 30s and like the movies. Some of the movies you're talking about in the 60s, like I haven't gone back and watched all those films. Right. And there's some I've seen here and there, but it's nice to hear someone that like you know grew up watching those movies and then comparing it to like movies you grew up in the yeah. movies. I grew well, and, up I, with. and I, I mean, to to close it out, I mean, what she mentions about you know, these movies of today being gratuitous, you look at the films that you grew up on, mm -hmm. you know, that were coming out of the 40s and the 50s and the 60s. Nothing and like and that's when you watch, and then that's what you kind of are grown accustomed to, and then you see this, and it's like, boy, that's not what this is supposed to be about. But then you know? from my perspective growing up, every single movie has had nudity in it and these kind of things, and so... From my perspective, I don't really even notice it. Yeah. That's why, like, when you said the elf thing, like, I never thought of that as, like, a weird scene because, like, growing up, like, every movie has had some that kind was, of scene. That was where, tame. Yeah. That was nothing for audiences like, that are used to Like, at least every, like, PG-13 movie that was made pretty much since, like, I as I grew up had some kind of scene where you see someone's butt or you see, like, a, like a woman's back with, with nothing on. Yeah. Or a towel was, drops yeah. seductively. Yeah, or, like every movie that it doesn't matter yeah. if it's Christmas or, or anything. It, I think like post-2000s, it just changed. Yeah. I so, mean, because of the internet. Yes. I, I think once the internet. I think they had to start competing with things that were on the internet that yeah. people were watching that obviously they can't fully put in movies. Yeah. Yeah. But, but they, had, they had to up the ante. Yeah. Because everything was so much more accessible to young audiences, or, or and this and this kind of brings up a future podcast that I'd love to do later. But the idea of how movies have changed, but the rating system hasn't, mm -hmm. and the idea of like why has it not, and and should it change, and, and these kind of ideas as well. So yeah. that'd be All a right. fun thing to talk about in the future. Well, good. Well, happy holidays to everybody listening. Yep. And, uh, and uh, keep it real yeah. over the winter break. Well, for us, the holidays and New Year's. and We'll be back in January. We'll be back next year. Yeah.